Hi, I'm Jane King, and this is New to the Street in person back here at the NASDAQ market site in New York City. The show is all about public, private, and blockchain companies. How the CEOs, the founders, and the innovators bringing you lots of opportunities to consider. Here we go. PolySign is an early stage fintech company and Link2 provides private investments for companies. And with me is uh, Joe Endoso of, uh, of Link2 and then also Jack McDonald, the CEO of PolySign. So uh, great to have you. And let's just start with PolySign and explain um, what the company is and what you're doing. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to tell our story. Uh, PolySign is a early stage company and we're providing infrastructure for institutions to access digital assets. Uh, which include cryptocurrencies and other types of assets that can be fractionalized or digitized or tokenized. So like, who would your clients be then? So our clients are institutions uh, specifically. We don't support retail uh, okay. customers. So that would be like That could be a, a crypto native hedge fund. Okay. It could be a pension or an endowment that might own some crypto or different types of digital assets. And we have three underlying businesses. We have a custody business, which is very much in vogue. Uh, right now, uh, given the, the SEC recent pronouncements around that, we have a fund administration business, so we do accounting and reporting for institutions who invest in this space, and then we also have a, a bit of a skunk work project called Atomic Net, which is really a play into allowing settlement of, of a broad range of, of digital asset transfers uh, between different counterparties. So what all digital assets then do you involve yourself in? So we, we support uh, the first uh, bucket, if you will, of digital assets would be cryptocurrencies. So everything from the Bitcoin, Ethereum on down, there's you know literally thousands uh, of them that one could invest in. The future that we think is actually quite bright that has a lot of uh, momentum behind it right now is around tokenization of traditional assets. So it could be a private company share. NASDAQ has an initiative around NASDAQ private markets where rather than investing in a traditional equity or venture capital like uh, approach, you could actually have a tokenized interest, a fraction of our company that could ultimately trade on an exchange. And it's something that we've been talking to Joe and the folks at LinkedIn about. An NFT, really. NFTs Basically. certainly fall into that yeah. bucket. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Joe, talk a little bit about the relationship between Link2 and PolySign. Uh, we were super invested in, uh, have been in the digital asset space, but as an investor in that space, um, we also saw a lot of the shortcomings as that market was developing. And specifically, uh, it was clear to us that there were certain aspects of the market structure in digital assets that needed improving. Um, so we sought to find a company that had solutions for those perceived problems that we saw in that marketplace. And Jack can speak to the specifics, but we, we, we felt very, very strongly that PolySign was it, that they were solving for a lot of the, the things that were missing in that market and which uh, the absence of which became quite evident with the recent failures of some of the big you know, crypto players. FTX is probably the one that the, the public knows most about. There were a couple of smaller ones, but there have been a string of these. And um, one of the common causes was a lack of these uh, of, of, of 
fundamental infrastructure in digital asset markets. So Jack and his company, we felt had the strongest technical solutions that were also regulatorily compliant, which is the other important aspect. Okay, yeah, and I was actually going to bring that up a little bit. So, because it, regulation is kind of still very vague yes. in this area. So I assume that's one of the pitfalls or things that, you know, you're still, what are the challenges? There's a lot of questions you just asked there. So uh, it, certainly regulatory clarity is something that the industry has been wanting. And I think if you look at a lot of the black guys that the, that the crypto industry specifically suffered in 2022, there's a common theme in all of them, which is a lack of regulation. Um, there are many companies in the space like ours that are heavily regulated. We have a trust company license from the New York Department of Financial Services. We're registered with FinCEN as a money services business. We have a bunch of state money transmitter licenses. So we like regulation because we think it's a gating item before institutions in a more uh, wholesale way really invest into the space and it will increase adoption. Uh, the SEC, without getting into the weeds, last week or two weeks ago, came out with proposed rule changes to the Investment Advisor Act and the custody rules specifically around what it would take for institutions to invest in this space both for cryptocurrencies and other types of digital assets. And so there's a lot of conversations happening right now around what would uh, need to change or what a given company would need to meet in terms of criteria to support institutions. We're quite excited because it really validates the business model that we've set up in terms of being a qualified custodian, segregation of duty between exchanges and custodians and, and whatnot. And, um, so watch the space, as they say, but yeah, I think you're going to no, see a lot more. Yeah, no, it seems like there's a lot happening I mean, and potentially yeah. could happen. So, Jack, how do you avoid conflict of interest in what you do? Yeah, so we set our business up specifically to only focus on custody. And as I like to say, boring is the new sexy here in that all we do is offer custody and related services. We're not an exchange. We don't lend. We don't borrow. We don't trade. We don't market make. We don't provide margin. Uh, and there are companies in, in our sector that do all of those things under one umbrella. And Chairman Gensler has come out and spoke about the, the perceived and actual conflict there. And I think the regulators are increasingly going to see that uh, approach. In the same way that NASDAQ in traditional finance does not provide custodial services and BNY Mellon, State Street and Northern don't provide exchange services. Yeah. We think that that's the way that this ultimate uh, industry is going to evolve. Okay, and we'll just suit Joe, any final thoughts? Yes, um, as I said, Polysound is one of the most exciting investments I think we've made. And if you're somebody that believes in the future of the digital asset space, uh, but also believes that there's some incredible infrastructure that's necessary to make that space grow and have institutions adopt it, then take a look at PolySign because you'll be able to invest in them on the Link2 platform. Thank you so much. Joe and Jack, thank you. Thank you.
Media Group is a Thailand-based, social commerce-focused, premium digital advertising network of Society Pass. And with me is the Chief Growth Officer of Thoughtful Media Group, Duan Chu, to explain the company. And uh, welcome. Great to have you here from Vietnam. Uh, thank you for having me. So let's start with um, the focus. And what is Thoughtful Media Group? Explain the company. Okay, so Thoughtful Media Group, in a nutshell, we are a multi-channel network and a digital marketing influencer um, agency operating in Asia. So the company was actually founded in 2010, and we are among the first multi-channel network in Asia that help onboarding talents and working with platforms like YouTube and Facebook and help them monetize their content. And we were acquired by Society Pass last year in 2022. And since then have been aggressively explore and expand our service offerings. So today we have four core main businesses. One is a multi-channel network. So we have content creator monetized content. Second is our premium marketing services. So we work with brand and build marketing campaigns. The third one is social commerce. And the fourth one is soon to be launched is our sport marketing division. Oh, interesting. Okay. So how does Thoughtful Media fit then into Society Pass's ecosystem? Yeah. So in Society Pass, we see Thoughtful Media as sort of a glue to tie it up and power all the ventures to grow. So you can look at it this way. So at the basic level, we currently the marketing service provider for other ventures such as La Flair and Nusa Trip, which is two biggest subsidiaries in our ecosystem. And then um, at a higher level, we are about to launch strategic partnerships with each venture in each market to help leverage the strength of each venture and help each other to grow. So for example, in Vietnam, we're launching uh, partnerships with Le Flair, which is an e-commerce platform. So Le Flair has a lot of products from a lot of brands. And us as a talent network, we have a lot of content creators in our network. So by matching those together, we create a competitive advantage for both companies in the market. So for us, we can provide our content creator with an additional income by selling product directly from Le Flair. And then for Le Flair side, they can also leverage the reviews from our content creator to help them create a better shopping experience for their customers. Yeah. How will that impact how we market, how we shop? Mm, I think it will change a lot in the sense that um first of all it would change the way how marketers do marketing uh, especially in asia i think for the longest time for the past 10 years uh, we've been quite heavily rely on facebook and google ads namely um and i think with the rise of all these social media and then ai it changed the way how people search for products even for example so then Brands are required to change the way how they leverage those tools and uh, shift away from just, you know, paying for ads, but instead focus more on organic ways to acquire new customers. Yeah, and the language part of it too, I think is is what's so amazing about it. So talk to me about the digital influencers. How do you nurture them? What are the latest trends for digital influencers? So, um, I think Southeast Asia in general is a very interesting region for just digital influencer in general. 
Um, in this region, I think according to a recent report that I read, there's uh, close to 400 million people actively using social media from two to four hours on a daily basis. And that makes the influencer marketing industry is estimated to reach 2.5 billion US dollars in 2024. So that's how big the market size is. And I think the thing is also with the rise of, let's say, short form video like TikTok, and now it's YouTube shorts, it makes the how everyone can become an influencer, it makes it much easier. So we believe at Thoughtful, everybody can become an influencer. Everybody can make great content. And that is actually our philosophy. Uh, we're trying to provide and make it as easy as possible for everyone that I can just focus on making great content. We have a team of experts in every market that we sit in to help advise content creator every time they come to us with a strategy to grow their followership with a strategy to monetize their content. We offer them with the facility to film, for example. Actually, I'm sitting in one of our filming studios here. Uh, yeah, we have them with services. So in general, just make it as easy as possible. And they, as a content creator, just need to focus on what they do best, which is to put great content out there. Okay, very interesting, Duan. Thank you so much. It's always interesting to hear about these new trends, and you're kind of on the cutting edge of that. So thank you so much for joining us. All right, thank you for having me. Ohio has seen a, a train derailment. It's led to hazardous waste for miles around that area. And there is a possible solution that could help with these kinds of things. So with me is the CEO of Origin Clear, Riggs Eckleberry, to talk about this situation. I mean, it's just so in the news now. Um, how would what your company do prevent or perhaps change the situation that we're seeing in Ohio? Well, Jane, it's a pleasure being on board again. And I wanted to say that East Palestine is an illustration of how fragile our lives are with respect to water. Water, we, we can't go three, four days without water. So anytime it could happen, it happened to East Palestine, but frankly, it could happen anywhere. So the problem really is, is that our infrastructure in America is a trillion dollars behind in accumulated deficit since 1961. We just haven't kept up. As a result, it gets more and more overburdened and it's not the city's fault, they're just underfunded. Mm -hmm. The solution, we believe, is to radically decentralize water treatment so the businesses that generate all that dirty water treat their own dirty water, and it's a good thing for them too. Yeah. So basically what Origin Clear offers is a way for, a, a, an affordable way for small businesses, farms, things like that, to treat and recycle their own water so that relieves some burden of the municipalities 
right? Exactly. And helps with some of these, you know, situations. And you mentioned the debt. I mean, we're seeing so much government debt right now that, I mean, a lot of cities can't pay for what it takes to upgrade these systems. Well, let's even imagine that someone would write a trillion dollar check for water, which they're not going to. Mm. How do you do it? Who wants a sewage plant next to their home? Okay. It's the, the giant sewage plant era is gone. Mm. Now it's going to be small as beautiful. And the key is to downsize that the big sewage systems, you see them on the Hudson River, right? Giant mm -hmm. sewage systems. Yeah. Well, you got to downsize them. And we have breakthrough patented technology for doing that. We call it modular water systems as part of the Origin Clear suite. And we literally call them water systems in a box. So you're a brewer, you've got a lot of water needs. You, you, you make beer, you don't worry about wastewater. So one of those things goes in the corner, takes care of it. And our new initiative, Water on Demand, enables them to do it without paying money up front. They just pay by the gallon, like they used to with the city. We take over from the city. Yeah. So say I'm a small business and I, I want to use your services. How do I even start? Where does the water come from? How, I mean, how does it, the whole thing begin? Okay, there's three phases to water. The first is the incoming water. Generally, it comes from the city. You're not going to dig a well usually, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Secondly is the treatment of the water you, you just made dirty. And third is recycling it for irrigation to wash down your, your equipment, whatever it is, right? Maybe even make beer with, I don't know. Okay. So all this good. Well, yeah. this is all good because we have these legendary droughts and we're not reusing the water. You know, the Israel recycles almost 90% of its water. Okay. America, 1%. Mm. Now, why? Because like just like our energy grid, we have an old infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So it only thinks one thing, treat and throw away, treat and throw away, a disposable economy. We need to start thinking very sustainably. Now, for investors, it's a huge opportunity. Why? Because anytime a monopoly breaks up, look at what happened to AT&T. Generated, you know, MCI, the baby bells, even the internet today, all came from that one breakup. So you have a vast explosion of opportunity and we believe that's going on right now in water today. Origin Clear is leading the pack, and we have our modular water systems, which are the downsized systems, and water on demand, which is this great way of financing it for people so they pay by the gallon instead of the million dollars up front. Got it. So, and I'm hearing recycling is a big part of what you're offering. 100%. So it's the same, the same water. It's just being recycled and treated, and we're using it over and over again at these businesses. Right? And this is why the businesses like it, because they don't have to pay again for that water, mm. right? They get more than one turn out of it, and they get a nice predictable service contract, fully managed. They don't have to worry a bit about it. And I mean, everything's going to services, right? Why not water? I mean, we're thinking like, oh, now you've got to get a water expert, and you've got to spend a bunch of money. No, just sign a contract, yeah. and we'll take care of it for you. So. Um, in fact, water on demand is so powerful that you know we are planning to let uh, everyday investors, unaccredited investors, because I think it's a scandal that only the one percent. <laughs> I hate that. I know. I've always hated that too. Oh I'm my like, god. I understand the, the Up philosophy to a point behind why? it, but yeah. right. Yeah. Well, so, widows and orphans is a good reason, but but you know the uh, the innovation of these um, unaccredited is called Regulation A mm -hmm. is fantastic. There's, there's, um, is, there's so much more power in having an army of investors instead of a few you know, deep pockets because it creates, just like a political campaign does better with a lot of small donations, right? Mm -hmm. It's a similar thing. So Water on Demand is going to be opening up for you know, shares in this amazing new water as a service. I expect pretty soon, and certainly I hope by the time we talk again. Yeah. Well, and decentralization is a big kind of theme 
with your the, company? Uh, decentralization you know, of water. I Literally, mm -hmm. extreme decentralization. Because the only way we can scale up is by doing it locally, not centrally. Uh, look at India, for example. They have no infrastructure whatsoever. Mm -hmm. What are they going to do? They're not going to spend trillions. Not going to happen. Okay, but how about on-site water treatment for homes, housing developments, for businesses, mm -hmm. agriculture? And now it's manageable. You can scale up. Yeah, so this could be international as well. So now we've talked last time about how notoriously difficult it is to invest in water and water companies. How can somebody find out more about Origin Clear? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Uh, we, are, we are a penny stock. We've been a penny stock for a long time. Uh, OCLN is a ticker, OCLN. Um, and what I have been doing is um, with my team, we've been turning this into the water industry's first incubator. The water industry doesn't do incubators. I came from high tech. Mm. They sort of, you know, you build, a, you build a, a company and you sell it to the big guy. That's, mm -hmm. well, the industry needs incubators for all that technology. That's origin clear. And so the companies we're launching, including this water on demand, are, you know, super interesting. So yes, you can invest in origin clear the parent and get a piece of that launch pad. And now you'll be able to invest in water on demand with that new unaccredited thing which will come along soon. The key is to go to originclear.com, okay. green button, invest oh. now, okay. and we'd love to they have They can you. take a look at read everything. That oh, it's all there. there. Okay, thanks so much, Riggs. I look forward to our next interview, and you can update us on this. I can't wait. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Secure, the true solution for your digital privacy and security. Secure is a private and secure messaging and email solution hosted in Switzerland. Using proprietary military-grade encryption and Swiss privacy laws, giving you true privacy. Secure doesn't collect or sell your data and doesn't require your phone number or any personal data that hackers target. You can message and email non-secure users privately without the need for others to download Secure. Visit Secure.com. Regain and protect your privacy today. Secure Privacy and Security segment. This is your weekly hack. I'm Anna Berry, along with Alain Guiai, the CEO of Secure. All right, Elaine, our topic today is the web hosting giant GoDaddy. So they recently suffered a breach where unknown attackers stole source code and installed malware on its servers. But what's worse is the attackers had access to the company's network for multiple years. So first of all, why did this breach even happen? I don't think it's the first time with GoDaddy. And what does that mean for businesses and how does Secure Mail help stop this? Uh, yeah, that's a pretty big breach. And it, it, there's a breach in 2019, 2020, 2021. This is December 2022, and they had to do an SEC filing. And they, they use a cPanel. So essentially, the technology, uh, open source technology, is available for everyone to work on. And now the problem is that a lot of hackers can work on it as well. So it's kind of an open source for everybody to put their secret formula in to hack into or improve the product sometime. And the problem right now is that too many hackers can get into these systems. Um, they, there's a lot of protection that needs to go in there. There is coding. It's very complex. And that's why they get hacked all the time. And there's tens of thousands 
of emails and customers that have been compromised. I read here that their websites have been redirected to other websites. I mean, it's total chaos. And if you have a business, you definitely can't afford to have those kind of disruption. Uh, secure mail, uh, as you just asked me, does something different because we don't use an open source coding in our database and our whole core uh, code system. And we also have that secure send, secure reply technology that eliminates any kind of phishing or any outsider being able to go in because all the communication uh, in and outside of a secure user only uh, is handled in our servers in Switzerland. So nothing goes over the open internet. It's as simple as that, making it simple here. But that's what it is. We keep things extremely secure and private. And the privacy is a big thing because these companies sell your data. And that's also how hackers can get in by knowing a lot of stuff about you. We don't sell your data at all. Well, let's break it down for our viewers. I use Secure Mail, but for those who are curious, there are only upfront fees and it's very user-friendly and not the person receiving it. They don't have to have Secure Mail, so you can send it to anyone. Talk, us, uh, talk to us a little bit about the process of Secure Mail. Sure, so if you have a Secure Mail um, for business or non-business, actually, if you're a business, you can migrate in fact, from GoDaddy, let's say you would have a website and an email, you can configure on our system to have your emails at mycompany.com uh, only on our system. The secure send, secure reply is a way to notify a non-secure user that you're sending them an email. They click on a link, they open it, they read it, they can download big attachments. That's also a great thing. And then they can secure reply without having to buy secure. So it guarantees that the entire communication stays only in our Swiss servers, and that eliminates tremendously these hacker intrusion. We never say 100%, but it's so far we've been, uh, we haven't had any intrusion whatsoever in the 10 plus years in our business in Switzerland. So that's a huge thing. The fees are affordable. It's $7 a month for the email. A business email has is $10, and we also just added aliases now. So you can technically have two extra email addresses uh, that you share your data with the main email. So a lot of good features. Uh, you can go to secure.com and take a look for yourself. But definitely, you would uh, we would recommend that you move away from these big providers if you are a business and really configure your email with a company like Secure that respects your privacy because the data of your customers and your business is the most valuable asset of your company. Absolutely, it is. So for our viewers watching who are interested, do you have a promo code for them today? We do. Uh, you can use promo code PRIVACY and you get 15% off for the next five years. Uh, you can buy yearly or monthly plan and you can go to secure.com you put your info your credit card and put promo code privacy it will automatically give you that discount all right always learning so much from you elaine thank you so much for all that you're doing and thanks for joining us on the weekly hack thanks anna and see you guys next week